And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name. First, many excellent Christian teachers and scholars take a very strong stand against communicating some form of sarcasm. I love these people, but they are wrong. (laughs) Sarcasm is woven throughout the scripture. No better example than what happens in Job chapter 12 that we're going to get to. Here's something that's true for us that Job talks about, and he uses sarcasm to communicate. Communicate it. We'll get to it in just a moment. Next, God is continually teaching. He teaches us through his spirit, through the word of God, through the church, through situations, dreams, and so on. However, one of the best forms of teaching is right in front of our faces, and we often miss it. He teaches us through the animals, the birds, the fish, and the earth itself. No question about that. And finally, that being said, climate change is not within mankind's control. It's a lie. It's true that the earth suffers because of the sinfulness of man. We know that from Romans 8. But it is God who either releases the rain or holds it back, increases the desert or decreases it. God is in charge of all weather and weather patterns. And whatever humanity thinks they're doing is the result of his own hands, which is just another example of man's pride thinking they're God. God is in control. Nothing happens that he does not allow. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. i got to do this one slower. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! All right, now this is in honor of Dynamite D, because we had this conversation just briefly last uh, last week, so I want to make sure that he gets this and everybody understands where I stand with this so that we're all on the same page. 
When you talk to Dynamite D, you're talking to a guy that loves Yeshua Hamashiach. Absolutely. Okay. Just making sure you got that, right? You want to make sure we're on the same page there. Here's the thing. You might have a praise. People are like, what was that? Well, that's, that's... Really? Yeshua? Insider. I mean, Yeshua, 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 Yeshua. My son's name is Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. Right? What do you, this is Greek, Jesus, Yeshua. Okay. <laughs> Just going to, I'm Shia the Christ. Okay, never mind. Let's move on, right? Do you want to do Did anything? Did you know right? that there's some translations of the Bible actually has the different names, but most of them don't? Did yeah. you know that? Yes. There are, there's a couple that, there's a couple that flip them out. There's a couple that use the same one all the way through, and then a couple that kind of, Yep. It's uh, but that's what I love. It's no, like nerd. It's like, I'm just I'm just like that. I love stuff like that. All right, all right. Let's uh, don't give me down bibliology. I'll never get out. It's like so. It's such a it's such a great topic. Anyway, all right. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you might have a praise report, a prayer request. It might be for healing. We pray for people for healing all the time. We pray for salvations. We pray for people and their finances. We also love to hear from you guys when the Lord is doing something cool. Who does not like to hear that God is moving? If you ever hear a testimony and you get jealous, there's something wrong with you, right? That's Don't get mad at me for saying that to you. You should be like, praise God. That means he's moving among his people. That's what you want to hear, right? That he's active. And so if you got any of that going on, we encourage you to, to connect with us. It's a great venue to do so. We want to be a blessing for you. Uh, you also have a chance to answer a trivia question. Is this statement true or false? Ready? Statement, true or false? Judas was not at the Last Supper. True or false? Ooh, somebody's scratching their head right now. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. So you got all of those options that are before you. The thing I will ask you to do is please keep praying for people like GT and other people in our radio uh, universe that need prayer. Number two, don't forget to pray for the audience for general things. You got uh, you don't have your February buddy, but you'll we'll do it back again in April. So get ready for that. We'll just explain it all and do it all over again. Plus, we are doing ministry expansion. And you're thinking, well, you must have something uh, in the uh, in the whole process that you've got your hand on and you know what you're doing. Uh-uh. <laughs> Living by faith. That's my answer to you. Nuh-uh. <laughs> That's my mature answer. Nuh-uh. I'll get you at recess. All right. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so uh, we're still working on that. And then also, don't forget, on our website, of course, is praise reports. If you ever want to send them, we love that. Okay? All right. You got the question, trivia question. We're going to get into the teaching because I want to get into this teaching. Uh, and I want to be very careful how I do it because I don't want to insult anybody. I want to insult everybody. See the difference there? Uh, our trivia question is, Judas was not at the Last Supper. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. Okay. Job, not job, <laughs> Job, chapter... 12. Job chapter 12. Now, I 
love, I've, I've, I've communicated this many times, I love the diversity of teachers. I think the church is so blessed it doesn't recognize. I think what happens is it becomes like football, and people gravitate to a team. And if their team doesn't win, you know, it's like, that's the problem. It's like, okay, that's stupid. <laughs> Let's stop doing that, right? All right, that's number one. Number two. When you get the differences of opinion, you're not required to believe each and everything you hear. You are, between you and God, just read Romans 13, the arbiter is the word of God, but your approach to that or your your take on that or how that affects your conscience, that's going to be the determiner, and that's between you and God, and there's no other human being that has the permission to take the place of God, not now, not ever. In saying that, that doesn't mean that I agree with everybody. I love the respect and the, the different approaches. But when I read a text like this, I, I can only think of one thing. So let me read it to you. Job chapter 12. Then Job spoke again. You really know everything, don't you? <laughs> this is like, I just think you can just stop right there. It's like, this is the guy that's like going, oh, you're just so smart, aren't you? I'm just like, that's what's going on here, right? You really know everything, don't you? And when you die, wisdom will die with you. You think he's trying to <laughs> communicate a, a little sarcastically? Well, I know a few things myself, and you're no better than I am. Who doesn't know these things you've been saying? Yet my friends laugh at me. I am a, me. I am a man who calls up God and receives uh, receives an answer. Am I just? Am I just? Uh, I am just and I am blameless, uh, yet they laugh at me. People who are easily mocked, those are in trouble. They give a push to the people who are stumbling. But even robbers are left in peace, and those who provoke God, and God has them in his power, live in safety. So he's giving these guys the gas. He's giving it right back to them. These guys are like going, this is because of you. This is because of your sin. This is because you're not like who you need to be and what you need to be and so on and so forth. And this is Job's response. I just want you to get this so that you are up to date in this process. Oh, you know everything, don't you? Smarty pants. Right? It's like that kind of thing. You know, and when you die, wisdom will die with you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're the only smart people around. Is that sarcasm? You bet. Paul mentioned sarcasm when he mentioned a particular group of people. He said, I wish they'd go all the way and cut themselves. And that was his way of saying instead of them being circumcised, they would take circumcision to its base. That's what he said. You can't get mad at me for that. I didn't write it. Paul wrote it. And throughout Scripture, <laughs> there is all of these little quips. Now, should you live your life sarcastically? No. <laughs> but is there a moment for him to go, oh, you're just so smart, aren't you? You know, it's like, yeah, that really came up pretty. And what's more amazing is that it's in the scripture. God saved it. It's like, well, that's a good line. Put that in there. <laughs> and so it's his attitude is you just are acting like you know so much. You don't know anything. You're no smarter than I am. You're no brighter than I am. And so he it's it's literally it's an onslaught of attack that they've brought against Job, and now Job's responding. And this is how we would respond. Here's something that you got to think of. Sarcasm is woven throughout the scripture. And Job says, you think you're so smart, don't you? Well, guess what? You're not that smart. Here's something that's true for all of us, by the way. We all think we're so smart. We're not that smart. I know everybody thinks they're super smart. I get it. 
Everybody thinks they understand everything. God used a donkey to rebuke a prophet. So if you want to just take it down and we can. People are like, well, why are you why do you like cut yourself down from time to time? I know what I am. I know I'm a mess. What's the key in that? I'm God's mess. I might be a mess, but I'm his mess. And he knows how to move into me and make me more Christ-like issue by issue and situation by situation. Does that justify my bad behavior? No. Does everybody act like a smarty pants? Yes. I mean, what person do you know doesn't act that way? Like, I know everything. You know, they don't say that. They just act that way. And listen, this is all that Job is doing is throwing it right back in the face. We really know everything, don't you? When you when you die, there won't be any wisdom left on the earth. You think that's a sarcastic statement? People are like, no, that's a it's an issue. It's not really sarcasm. It's really more of a irony. It's like, are you serious? The fact that a person would even say that, here's my sarcastic response. Go to the bank, take out a loan, and buy a clue. <laughs> because it's just like, come on. This is humanity. And when you're at your worst, tough things happen, right? And you give tough responses. And she's like, really, it's, it, it, it's there. If you think this is bad, there's 20 more examples between now and chapter 31. Say, so only it's worse. He calls them, in one area, he calls them names. It's like, it's like, I know, and I'm trying to push through faster, but every time I read through this text, I know everybody wants to do chapter one and two. I get it. I do. But there is so much rich content in three through 31, I can't escape it. And this is just the thing. People engage like this. Christians where they get told something, and it's like people just want to go, oh, you think you know everything, don't you? You, just, you know, when you die, there won't be anybody left with any smarts. It'll all be gone. That's what they're saying. I think, well, is that justification? Yeah. <laughs> it's what happened. <laughs> I'm not going to take it out of the scripture. I'm going to mention that Job responded. And in this story, by the way, Job is the hero, not the friends. Can't get away from that either. All right, we're going to – let me answer the trivia question real quickly. The trivia question is uh, Judas was not at the Last Supper, true or false? The answer is false. Now, if I would asked if he stayed for the entire Last Supper, then the answer would have been, uh, you know, he did not stay for the entire Last Supper. He jetted early. Remember that? Yeah. All right. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> 
No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's, he's, he's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I, I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything. Looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, truth station here in Texas. We're going to get our trivia question in just a second, but GT is going into emergency surgery right now. So we just want to lift up another prayer. You think you're going to pray twice? I'll pray a thousand times, as many times as it takes, right? Mm -hmm. All right, let's pray real quickly. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up GT and his wife and the family, and we just ask you, by your grace, by your mercy, that you would bring him out of this situation. It just is beyond human to be able to 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 describe the feelings that that family must be going through and the concerns that everybody has. And we are asking for your peace that does surpass all understanding, and we're asking for your healing power. We are asking for Jehovah Rapha to step in and give the surgeons all that they need to bring him out of this. Lord, please, by your grace and mercy, we we trust you that you have everything in control, but it's hard, Lord. It's hard at times to let go, but we leave this into your hands and ask you for deliverance and for freedom and for healing and for graciousness and mercy and kindness for everybody involved. Please help. We ask for your help. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As I get reports, I will give you the reports to let you know. 
Uh, here is your next trivia question. How many times did Paul ask for deliverance from the thorn in his flesh? It's a very specific number. How many times did... No, that wasn't a friend of his that he was asking deliverance from. <laughs> we stop that. That's a joke. Is that a friend? No, is that a friend? It's not a friend. Uh, how many times did Paul ask for deliverance? It's just cute because uh, if you think about it, it's like he asked, right? And then God said, no. <laughs> well, that's the Apostle Paul. Yeah, the answer was no. Notice how that happens. I'm just asking. All right. Uh, if you think you know the answer to that trivia question, 972 445 0770. 972 445 0770 is the number to call. 214 210 8483. Or David at org. Now, this next section, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, going to, I'm just going to get right into it. When I did the DDD on animals and pets, I got more responses to that. You just have no idea how many people sent me responses it's just like amazing so i want to stay in job and i want you to see this it's an amazing teaching so what we'll do is we'll get the trivia question we'll get it answered and i want i want you to pick up and this is why i'm in the guts of this book what you're about to see will help you and i understand how some of the operation that god works with us in okay so let's send the person through for trivia knock knock this is David. Who am I talking to? Um, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Eh, eh, I mean, I'm doing great in spirit. I really wish I could get the pencil out of my ear, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go tomorrow to the doctor, and he'll say, "Stop whining, take Advil." <laughs> that's what he's gonna tell me. I know. I know it's what he's gonna say, but yeah, it's worth twenty bucks. Anyway, <laughs> all right, here you go. How many times did Paul ask for deliverance from his thorn in the flesh? Was it three? That is correct, Amundo! You know, there's a lot of threes, too, in the Scripture. So three times he petitioned, three times Jesus had asked, right? Three times Peter denied, three times Peter was restored. I mean, if you think about all the different threes that are in there, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, three is, is in one, and one is three. It's like there's a lot of threes, but, yep. Three times he petitioned. No and, and, uh, All a, right. Well, thank you. You're Good welcome. Tomorrow, All right. We'll see you when you get back. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll be back Wednesday. So just let you know. So. All right. Oh, okay, Wednesday. All right, then. Okay. Talk to you then. All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. So that's, I just think that's a fascinating, isn't that fascinating? Three, 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 a lot of threes. Yeah, it is. You know, man was created on the, you know. Well, no, that, that was the chapter three was man's sin. That's what I was you just leave me alone, okay? All right. My wife and I had a great time this weekend. We went to uh, uh, Carter Bear's birthday, so we were able to get him. I got him a cool how to create your own cartoon, like, uh, art kit. That's nice, Dave. I know. I was Tapping so into his creativity that. side. Yeah, he's just breaking into that right yeah. now. You know, I never had one of those. I was about to say, did he get it from you? No, not a chance. <laughs> No musical talent. <laughs> no. If he's talking a lot, ding, high ding, energy, ding. and then not paying attention and pushing past, that's going to be me. 
All right, there we go. I want you to catch this thing in Job. This is why this is I'm telling you why I love the, the the middle of this right here. Okay? All right. Job chapter 12, verse 7. I want you to look at verse 7. I'll, I'll just make sure everybody sees it. What's the three words? Ask the animals. Okay? Did your translation say ask the animals? What do you have a translation there? I mean, is it what it is? It says exactly the same thing, but okay. ask the animals. But ask the animals. And they will teach you and the birds of the sky, and they will tell you, speak to the earth, and it will instruct you. Let the fish of the sea speak to you, for they know that the Lord has done this. For the life of every living being is in his hand and the breath of all humanity. It's just so unbelievable. And it's like, why would we not study this? It's incredible. Listen, okay? Let's do, we'll, we'll work it backwards just for the fun of it. The life of every living thing is in his hand, the breath of all humanity. So it separates them. You got the breath of humanity is in the hands of God, which, by the way, your days are numbered, so it doesn't matter. I know. I'm trying to live healthy. I'm trying to lose weight, all that stuff. But there's still a day, a moment, an appointment, and that appointment is coming. And if I can be the healthiest person in the world, and when my clock ticks, it ticks. Okay, so just stop, okay? Your days are numbered. That's what the Scripture says. The life of every living thing is in his hand, and the breath of all humanity— so the breath of all humanity is separated from the life of every living thing, which is every living thing that has breath is also in the hand of God. So that would be all these other things that he was just talking about. Birds, fish, animals, all the other things that have breath, that is from in the hand of God. Look at the lesson. Ask the animals. They'll teach you. So does that mean you're supposed to be Dr. Doolittle and go and talk to the animals and wait for them to talk back? I think you get the idea of what's being communicated here. It's like you will learn just by watching the animals. They know the Lord's in charge. They know the Lord is, in, is, is, is the coordinator. Look at the birds of the sky. Jesus preached on the birds specifically. They're not worried. They're not freaked out. And if one falls to the ground, God knows. It's like he knows everything about them. And he's like, look at the earth. There are things on the earth that you can see that you can just look at and go, I understand God just a little bit more. I'll give you a perfect example. We're in Carlsbad in our apartment. It's just incredible. The sun is just coming out, right? Just listen to this. At the same time, you can see the moon. So you have the moon and the sun. The sky is red, orange, blue, green. And you see miles of water, endless water. And you look at it and you go, not a chance. It's an accident. Just not a chance. It's just like a painting. It's like a portrait. I can just look at the earth and see that. Now, I have a harder time when I do to the Grand Canyon because everybody's so impressed with the Grand Canyon. I'm not as impressed with the Grand Canyon. I like a sunset. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's just who I am. But the bottom line is you can look at the earth. You could go, oh, oh, speak to the earth. It will instruct you. What does it instruct you? It's beyond us. There's somebody else. It's not an accident. There's wisdom in all of these things. All of these things that we look at are testimonies from God. Remember I talked about my animal, my, my little birdie, birdie, and I love birdie, and I do love birdie, and he's great 
pet and great comfort, so on and so forth. I learn from God engaging with my dog. You think, how is that possible? Because God uses all of these things to teach us of him. And they're important to us, so they're important to him. In fact, what's not important to us is important to him. That's the ultimate irony. Ask the animals. They'll teach you. Ask the birds of the sky. They'll tell you. Speak to the earth. It will instruct you. Let the fish of the sea speak to you. I mean, have you looked at the ocean? You know, the earth is three-quarters Water, right? Last time I checked, I don't think that's changed, has it? Uh, and so you got all this water. If you looked at some of that stuff underneath that, you're like going, what? <laughs> the uniqueness is the testimony against the science of it all. It's like, that is just too much. How does that fish have that? What is a puffer fish? Why is that thing blowing up? It's so weird. Look at the octopus. Who comes up with that? You see? These are all testimonies from God, every single, right in front of our face. He's continually teaching us. He teaches through the Holy Spirit. He teaches us through the Word of God. He teaches us through the church, situations, dreams. I mean, you have to love dreams. Some dreams are great. Some dreams are taco-oriented. That's a fact. One of the best forms of this teaching is just right in front of us. Right in front of us. And God is always teaching us about himself. I think that's cool. Okay, A, that's not a reason you should not have steak. <laughs> and B, in fact, eating steak should be another one of those lessons, how good God is. That's all I can say. If you can't catch that, you've lost it, and you should join P, and I can't help you. All right, uh, that'll be the end of that. We'll take a break, and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Hot topics. Pointing out inconsistencies is not disparaging. It's just the truth. Number two... 
Our job as in church discipline is where you can't judge those that are outside the church. Number three, uh, the people we were talking about were Christians anyway. Number four, you think this is bad. Wait, this just gets worse and worse, people. Regarding Paul's statement of speaking evil of leaders being inappropriate, the context is also critical and can be misapplied. Now, how many times I told you, watch out for bad Bible brains. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-double-A-Men 770, the truth station here in Texas. If you did not hear that last segment or teaching, that's one of those. If you're just returning in or turning in for the first time today, I really encourage you to listen to the podcast. It's just really important to understand that God is he is the best teacher there is and has put his classroom everywhere you are. How about that? You're always in class. Yeah, I don't want to go to school because they have lousy lunches. Wrong class. All right, uh, here's your trivia question. <clears throat> you like that? Kind of a Mr. Bill kind of. That's right. Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> All right. How long is the last book in the Old Testament? How many chapters is the last book in the Old Testament? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Okay. In the Old Testament. You can also text into. <laughs> One four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email to David at he must increase dot org. Now, the reason I said that is because Joanne and Cordelia are very very fast, but I think they thought the New Testament, but they quickly fixed that. Uh, again, the uh, how many chapters is the last book in the Old Testament? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email David at hemusincrease dot org. We're going to send you up to the website. Uh, remind you of this: if you ever have any general questions about the show or about faith, you're welcome to ask me through the website. Plus, on the website, you can either give directly, which is 100% secure. You can uh, work out to send a check, or you can call me and we can uh, do a coordination through the phone. 
just go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. See, now in the future, that could be like a Pinocchio popping out of a pouch on a, a kangaroo kind of thing. But that that was not. I'm just telling you. The the last I'm going to do this one more time. The last clue was the slipping sound, and we said that's David slipping on ice. That's clue number two. And the, if you don't listen to the show in the replays, you're going to miss that opportunity. Clue number two was David slipping on ice. Okay. Uh, trivia question, and then we'll do our history. Here's our triv. Uh, how long, how many chapters is the last book in the Old Testament? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Text 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must increase.org. Let's do our history. Let's go All right, there's a couple of good ones in this one. I uh, just want to say uh, today, technically, it's World Day of Prayer, for those that do not know. So that's just yet another reason to be in prayer, because people all over the world are praying, and then you combine your faith with their faith, and great things happen. Today is National Oreo Cookie Day. Yum. Love it, right? Even I don't eat too many of those anymore. I know, but they're good. But they're still good. They're good. National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. White Chocolate <laughs> Cheesecake. That's I, a lot going on. I, I promise you, it's it's <laughs> delicious. There's no, you'll just be like, oh, yeah, I don't care. This is great. Uh, it's also uh, Employee Appreciation Day. I don't have any employees. I have brothers and sisters, but I appreciate them. That's kind of like the best I can do out of that one. Is that all right? Yep. Okay. Good to see uh, 1836, Texas Volunteers are defeated at the Alamo on this day in 1836, but something you should remember. Remember the Alamo. Uh, let's see. New world record for the mile set in 1964 on this day, three minutes and 55 uh, seconds, was set by Tom O'Hara since that time, because nobody ever ran a four-minute mile. Since that time, that record's been broken hundreds of thousands of times. Wow. Says what it shows you is that in the mindset, nobody could thought they could do a four minute mile. Then once somebody did it, everybody was able. It's like that just shows you so much. Okay. I mean, it's just teach us so much. All right. Uh, 1943, first atomic bomb. Residents of Hanford, Washington are given 30 days notice to evacuate uh, or to vacate. The United States government was buying the land to build a production facility for the first atomic bomb. There you go. All right. All right. A lot of information there, right? I could have kept going. There was more. Good hell. Oreos. <laughs> Come on, people. You don't need them, baby. I know. I know. See, that's why I'm right here. I know. <laughs> I'm a. I'm. You know, one of those people. I'm a, when you go on a diet, I use this phrase. It's die with a T. <laughs> All right, I'm working on it. All right, uh, here's something that's going to irritate a lot of people. Love you, <laughs> but here we go. Let's pick up the next segment, which is just going to throw people. Uh, some people will fall into a tizzy in this one, but this is Job chapter 
12, verse 13, uh, classic, but true wisdom and power are with God. Counsel and understanding are his. What he destroys cannot be rebuilt. What he closes in, when he closes in on someone, there's no escape. I love that. When God closes in, it's over. Right? Think of the Apostle Paul on uh, on the road to Damascus. If he holds back the rain, the earth becomes a desert. If he releases the waters, they flood the earth. Yes, strength and wisdom are with him. Deceivers and deceived are both in his power. Now, just stop. Because buzzing straight through, I can keep reading. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick it back up, verse 15. Let me check with uh, D to see if he's good. I think you got the NIV, don't you? Is that what you have? Do you think you think you have the NIV? Or the... Yes, NIV. Yeah. Read me verse 15. I'm sorry to do this, Jay. I should have told you. That wasn't very nice of me. But read, can you give me that Job 12, verse 15 in, in, in that version? Just that one verse. It says, he holds back the waters. There is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate the land. That's verse 15. Okay, perfect. All right. Here's what I want you to catch. Ready? It will never stop raining or ever rain too much unless God says so. You get it? It's like in the middle of the <laughs> just the middle of this chapter, Job's like, <clears throat> you know, look, God rules. Don't climate change me this. I mean, this is so absurd, right? Genesis 8.22 says what? There will be seasons. There will be summer. There will be winter. People are like, no, it'll all be one global nuclear winter. Oh, then you know more than God. Congratulations. I guess we should just take Genesis 8.22 out of the Bible Here's yet another place. If God holds back the water, he holds back the water. If he if he floods the water, if he floods it. He's never going to flood the earth the same way again. But if he holds back the weather, if, you know, people have been going through droughts for thousands of years. And what do they do? They ask the Lord to give mercy. What is it that Elijah did that he told Ahab? Hey, the rain's coming, baby. Get ready. What was it that drove uh, the, 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 the people, Israel, before it was a nation, what is it that drove Jacob and his 11 sons to Egypt? It was a famine. It was a drought. God's in charge of that. No, man's in charge. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. God is in charge. There's no person that is in charge of what God is in charge of. If you listen to the show and you don't like that, I can't help you. That means you're not a Bible believer. That's what it means. You can't get mad at me for that. You can disagree with me, but it's, it's just what it says. God is in charge. You think you think mankind coordinates all the weather? Oh, it's so absurd. Yes, they've figured out ways to try and seed things and come up with artificial snow. It's cool. But you know what it isn't? Real snow. That's what it's not. Ask any skier anywhere ever. Okay? My point in telling you that is simply this. It's not to pick a political argument. It's to show the difference between the sovereignty of God and the arrogance of man. God is sovereign. He's in charge. He coordinates. He's the one that determines. And if he withholds water, he withholds it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And that's a big difference. But to say he's not in charge and that mankind is, it's foolishness. It's just foolishness. 
God is in charge. I just can't say it any clearer to you. And what I want you to catch is that it, it doesn't – it's wrong to try and do things. It doesn't mean it's this – nobody's saying anything that's wrong. But don't tell us that the creator of all of life in the universe is blind to his own creation. That is a tremendous sin. All right? All right. Trivia question was, uh, no, no, okay. Uh, how long is the last book in the Old Testament? How many chapters was it? And the answer is, do you know? Nope. Four. Malachi. It's the last book in the Old Testament. Four chapters. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is really important stuff, so I don't want to, uh, by any means, fail to communicate it. So I'm going to kind of run it back through so you can follow it and just pick up on a point or two. Uh, as they rode, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Uh, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he can, right? So he ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. And I want to just this, is, and then I got one more point. That's why I split it up this way. Here's the thing, and I know it's ridiculous to say, but I'm going to say it to you, and it's important for you to recognize. There's a lot of trials going on right now in the world, in your life, in your family, in different people's lives. I understand it happens for me, too, okay? I got a daughter who's going through the mill. I got a son who's recovering from COVID. You know, you've got all these things going on, and people that we love having a hard time going through the up and the down, and you know there's there's a lot of that stuff going on. I understand. But there is another part of me that also understands this text. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Why was he rejoicing? Because he's saved. That's why. And all the stuff that we go through, it's a drag. It's like, but there is coming this moment where the fullness of the redemption of the salvation that's been granted to us by grace, received by faith from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, we're going to get the fullness of that. We'll be dancing on streets of gold. There won't be any more pain. There won't be any more sorrow. There won't be any more memory of all of the ridiculousness. And it will be awesome. And if that's not a reason to rejoice, then we have lost our mind. We're going through a difficult spot, and not every spot's difficult, let's at least be honest. But if you're going through it for 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100 years, it has its moments. But there is a salvation that is eternal, that doesn't have a limit to the number. And this is, and I'll still say that what, what Rick Warren wrote in the Purpose Driven Life, that first page is the best page of the entire book. You know, your your life is like a one sixteenth or one thirty second of an inch on a hundred mile long piece of tape. That's what this life is. And it's important for us to understand that we have a cause for rejoicing. And for all of the pain and the sorrow, there's nobody that ought to rejoice more than us. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our very last trivia question. Which major Old Testament prophet? Now, remember how we remember how they go? Okay. You got the poetry, then you have the major prophets, then you have the minor prophets. So these are the major prophets. So you got to think there's there's only four four dudes in this, okay? Which major Old Testament prophet mentions the new heavens and new earth? Okay, 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 okay. Which one? 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David at he must org is the email. Okay. Now, um, I, I do want to give Joanne and Cordelia, they do have uh, two and a half pow pows. So I want to give them their props. But this last answer is not it. <laughs> is that a nice way to do that? I was so delightful, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like super nice about that. Uh, and when we get to this last teaching, don't, don't, you know what? If you're going to write me an email because you're all upset about it because it is a little political in nature, just don't. I don't even care. I mean, unless you got something really important to say. In the meantime, I do have some jokes, and we've got to do the jokes, and I haven't done them for a little while. So, and I want to give my uh, my uh, brother, uh, Dynamite D, the opportunity to use some of the sounds. So that's very important. So now I'm going to give you three jokes Two of them are really good, and one is not as good. Let's start off with the. Let's start off with a good one. Here we go. A woman who apparently has a lot to learn was riding on a city bus when she noticed the slogan, "Put Christ back in Christmas," on the sign. She responded out loud, with all the people she was with. Gee, even the churches are sticking their noses in Christmas now. That was it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that funny? Actually, your delay might have been better. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you can't. You, here's a here's a cuter one. This is more cutesy. Kindergarten children's church teacher had her class draw a nativity scene. One youngster had done a very fine job in the drawing, uh, drawing a baby in the manger with Mary and Joseph and the animals. But the teacher noticed with anxiety he drew a little fat man right beside the manger. She asked Jimmy, that isn't Santa, is it? Jimmy answered indignantly, of course not. That's round John Virgin. <laughs> okay, that one worked. Okay, now... This is great. Ready? This is great. You can name my great one on this one. Question. Do you know what Jesus and today's young adults have in common? Answer. They live off their parents till they're 30, and when they do something, it's a miracle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come, on. Come on. That is hilarious. And when they do something, it's a miracle. <laughs> Come on, does that not warrant something? <laughs> yeah, double ha ha, right? Okay. That was funny, wasn't it? That's was a good one. <laughs> we are just. Hey, it's Monday. You might as well laugh. 
it doesn't get any more Monday-ish than Monday, and it's Monday. Uh, the trivia question was, uh, which major Old Testament prophet mentions the new heavens and the new earth? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Again, you are getting the only warning you're going to get if you are easily offended. The channel turner is on the right I think it's rather funny, so I'm 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 more amused by it. Oh, somebody's going to call in and answer the trivia first, so that's actually going to save you guys a little bit. So if they're going to answer the trivia, that is that that's going to save you. I'm just telling. You. If they're calling in to complain, I'm not going to pay attention. <laughs> it's just, I'm just in that mood. I mean, this is what happens when you diet. You die with the tea. All right, uh, still figuring out. Are they answering the triv? We think so. We don't think so. It doesn't look like. It. All right, here we go. Let me pick this back up in Job uh, chapter, still in chapter 12, and we're going to move it on over to uh, verse 17, okay? This is where we're going to pick it up. Actually, we're gonna, we'll, we'll pick it up at verse 16. Yes, strength and wisdom are with him. Deceivers and deceived are both in his power. He leads counselors away, stripped of good judgment. He drives judges to madness. He removes the, do you hear that? He drives judges to madness. Some of these rulings that we've had. He removes the royal robes of kings with ropes around their waist. They're led away. He leads priests away, stripped of status. He overthrows the mighty. He silences the trusted advisor. He removes the insight of the elders. He pours disgrace upon princes and confiscates weapons from the strong. He floods the darkness with light. He brings light to the deepest gloom. He raises up nations and he destroys them. He makes nations expand and he abandons them. He makes, or he takes away, listen to this, verse 24. He, t- Job 12, 24. He takes away the understanding of kings. Did you see that? Verse 24, Job 12. He takes away the understanding of kings and leaves them wandering in the wasteland without a path. They grope. In the darkness without of light, he makes them stagger like drunkards. Okay, I'm going to ask you a real quick question. Who's in charge, little G or big G? <laughs> this, is not, this is not complex. Who's in charge, right? He takes away the understanding of kings. Now, I've been through a lot. It's, I'm not old or, as old as many people, but I'm old enough. I've seen a lot of great presidential decisions, and I've seen a couple of presidential decisions that I would think, okay, Bert could have chosen better than that. So it makes me think from time to time, maybe the Lord, you know, maybe he takes away some of the understanding of kings from time to time. People don't catch that. And you think, oh, he's just the worst president ever. So the most powerful guy on the planet is completely void of the influence of God, and God does nothing. I find that hard to believe. (laughs) I find that God rules in the affairs of men easier to believe because that's what the Bible says. I look at Daniel 3, 4, and 5 and recognize that God makes it very clear. I'm in charge, and when I decide, a ruler will prevail or will not prevail. And we should stop thinking as though it's just, oh, it's just lousy systems. 
no, it's so so much deeper. It's so much more profound. There's times where I've heard a president talk, and I, I swear the Lord has taken away his understanding. <laughs> you just sit there and go, wow, what? what? What's our new? What's the new expression in the media? Word salad. That's what like. Wow, you're not kidding. But don't misunderstand something. God is not up there going, "Oh no, what shall I do?" The people of the earth are doing this, that, or whatever. There is nothing that escapes His attention, whether we have presidential or vice presidential or Senate or Congress people, word salads or not. I think the point is clear. God is in charge. And when you stop believing God is in charge, then you stop be- then you stop being a person who trusts that God knows what he's doing. So, do you trust that God knows what he's doing? No, well, it's a mess, but it is still his planet and his mess. Isn't it? I'm just saying, you can't Kind of take that away. All right. The last trivia question was, is... Someone gave an answer. Oh, they did? They called. Okay. What did did the answer they give? They said they wasn't sure, but they said Isaiah. That is correct, Amundo! Isaiah is the answer, by the way. (laughs) Old Testament prophet mentioning new heavens and new earth. That would be Izzy or Isaiah. Either way, it's it's cool. Either way. All right, we're done for today. That was fun. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 46-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsor.